Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, two man car. Ruben, can you hear me? Are you 10 8? I'm 10 8. Uh, we're ready to, ready to get Ruben on the line here. Got a whole lot of things to talk to you guys about. Uh, by the way, uh, we've just entered into the month of December. If you like our shows, you can support the show by sharing the full show link at vmpr.org. You can also find us at, on social media at VMP Radio and our YouTube channel called Full Sheen Ahead. You can share us with your friends and evangelize everybody that you love. Okay. Jess, can you hear me? I can hear you now, Ruben. You're on. Oh, all right. Good morning, yeah. uh, Jess. Good morning, uh, Mr. Engineer. And uh, we are 10 8, reporting for duty, sir. That's right. Ruben, let's jump right into the first topic. The Russian parliament passes a law banning LGBT propaganda amongst adults. I find this fascinating. I ask myself, who seems to have more Christian ethics, us or Russia? You know, mm. when it, it, yeah. it seems to me as if Russia has more of a biblical worldview than our country, the USA, at the present moment, especially with this uh, this disrespect for marriage act. So let's jump right into this article. Okay. Russia's parliament approved on Thursday a bill that widens a prohibition of LGBT propaganda and restricts the demonstration of LGBT behavior, making any expression of an LGBT lifestyle almost impossible. Under the new law, which still needs the approval of the Upper House of Parliament and President Vladimir Putin, any action or information that is considered an attempt to promote homosexuality, whether in public, online, or in films, books, or advertising, could incur a heavy fine. Previously, the law had outlawed only the promotion of LGBT lifestyles aimed at children. But the new bill also bans the demonstration of LGBT behavior to children. Lawmakers say they are defending traditional values of the Russian world. Yeah, they've been around about a thousand years, so Russia goes way back. Mm -hmm. Against the liberal West, they say is determined to destroy them. An argument also increasingly being used by officials as one of the justifications for Russia's Russia's military campaign in Ukraine. Yeah, Ruben, uh, Russia's fighting back. They don't want the West... uh, the West influence of homosexuality, pornography, transgenderism. Uh, I mean, they already have abortion. They're trying to, they're trying to beat that back. Uh, and so it says here, authorities in Russia have already used the existing law to stop gay pride marches and detain gay rights activists. Music to my ears. Yeah. <clears throat> rights, gay rights groups say the new law is intended to drive, to drive so-called non-traditional LGBT lifestyles practiced by lesbians, gay men, bisexuals, and transgender people out of public life. Go ahead, Ruben. Yeah, Jess. Yeah, because comment? You got a comment? It, yeah, can you hear me? It's, yeah, a, hear it, it's a scandal, you know, that uh, you're, you, you don't want to be promoting sin. Yeah, you want to be uh, equitable. That's their word. You want to, you know, be fair to people, but, uh, but you also don't want to confirm them in their sin. Yeah. And uh, by, by letting this go on, uh, without letting them know the the ramifications, uh, yeah. In in 
on the uh, one end, you, you know, you seem like you're pretty uh, rigid, and you, if you're doing this, that you're you're not tolerant and, and whatnot. But you know, we're talking about the salvation of souls, and uh, and you allow this to to breed. And I guess when we were growing up, you, you hardly ever heard of someone in the gay lifestyle, right? And and because it's it's allowed to ferment. Uh, you know, it's it's grown like it's it's metastasized, <laughs> and uh, but these are like just this is not like a this is not something you're born with a gay gene. This is you know this is a learned behavior, yeah. and uh, so anyway, it goes on to say that hybrid warfare LGBT today is an element of hybrid warfare, and in this hybrid warfare, we must protect our values, our society, and our children. Alexander uh, Kinstein, one of the bill's architects, said last month. Uh, legal experts said the the vagueness of the bill's language gives room for law enforce, enforcers to interpret them as broadly as they wish, leaving members of the LGBTQ community in a state of even greater uncertainty. Um, Yesenia, Yesenia Nevia or Mikhailova of the LGBT support group Vicod, which means coming out, said adults-only gay bars or clubs would probably still be allowed to function although perhaps not to advertise, but that same sex kissing in public might be taken as an infraction. And she said same-sex couples would begin to fear that their children might be taken from them on the grounds that they were they were having an LGBT lifestyle demonstrated to them. And the law stipulates fines of uh, 400,000 rubles, which is $6,600 for individuals and up to 5 million rubles, 82,100 for legal entities. And foreigners could face 15 days of arrest and subsequent expulsion. As we know from that basketball player that got busted out there, you want to be going to their 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 prisons and jails, Jesse, because uh, <laughs> it's probably going to be uh, hard labor out there. They probably don't have the ACLU uh, looking out for your civil rights. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. They don't they don't have them walking through through their jails like they do ours. No, they don't have cameras in their jails either. Right. Yeah. So Mick Halova said the original ban nine years ago on LGBT propaganda towards minors had triggered a wave of attacks on the LGBT community and that it could now expect a tsunami because the amendment in effect says the state is not against violence towards LGBT people. Go ahead, Jess. So- Political scientist Ekaterina Shulman said the law aimed to prohibit anything that showed LGBT relations or inclinations to be socially acceptable or equal to so-called traditional family relations or sexual relations. People's, people authors, publishers, just people, will think twice before even mentioning anything related to LGBT, she said in an interview from Cologne, Germany. I think that's a good thing, by the way. Uh, political scientist Schulman said the bill was also a huge win for the communications regulator, Rosco Mazor, which had already assumed the powers of a political police, and now had the authority and responsibility to monitor all kinds of information in search of LGBT propaganda. The video sharing app TikTok was fined 3 million rubles last month for promoting videos with LGBT themes, while Russia's media regulator asked publishing houses to look at withdrawing all books containing LGBT propaganda from sale. Here's my comment, Ruben. It seems to me as if Russia has more of a biblical worldview than our country in the USA, We've be, in comparison to Russia, we've become Sodom and Gomorrah. <clears throat> the article says, Noah's flood 
uh, or this is my comment, I mean, it's not the article. Uh, it, when you look at the Old Testament, Noah's flood was preceded by, by it says in Matthew 24, 37, that men were marrying and given in marriage. Well, when you look at ancient Hebrew scholars and their interpretation of Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, the flood, uh, Hebrew scholars, like in the Midrash, it says that Jesus, uh, I mean, God unleashed the deluge upon uh, upon the ancient world because of homosexual marriage. So mm-hmm. Genesis 6, 5 and Matthew 24, 37, the Jews interpret the great flood as a result of homosexual marriage. And also, in the final book of the Bible, just be- be- before the return of the uh, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as it says in Revelation 19, 11, he's going to come back to what? To judge and make war against his enemies. It says in the last in, in Revelation chapter eleven verse three and eight, it describes Jerusalem under the Antichrist, and it calls Jerusalem mystically called Sodom and Egypt. What does that signify? It, Jerusalem at the end of time is called Sodom and Egypt. This signifies homosexuality. Uh, <clears throat> go ahead, yeah, Jess. Comment? Yeah, I was just I, I was I found it interesting that in the uh, Epistle of Jude. Um, he he's, he goes on to to warn his the people. See, dear beloved, it was my desire to write to you about the salvation we share. But now I find it necessary that I must write to you and urge you to contend for the faith that was entrusted to God's holy people. My, certain my individuals, <laughs> sir. That's certain individuals. Yeah. yeah, it is. Good. Certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have crept in. Ungodly persons who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness mm-hmm. and deny our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. I remind you, just as Sodom and Gomorrah, which indulged in gross immorality, giving themselves over to fornication and homosexuality, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Mm. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh and speak evil of these those things which they do not understand. They corrupt themselves. Woe unto them. But you, beloved, remember the words of the apostles and of our Lord Jesus Christ, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And I love that, Jesse. You know, he's, he's warning them right yeah. there. So that's a why powerful would be, epistle. Why would it be any different today? You know, we've just let it go. And, uh, I, you know, I I, I love my uh, brothers and sisters. Man, but uh, to, to, to see them continue in that lifestyle is just a, it's a it's a sure, you know, road to, to perdition. Absolutely. Uh we we see it from Genesis chapter six and Genesis chapter nineteen, and Saint Paul says that uh, pra- the people that practice homosexuality will not see the kingdom of God in First Corinthians chapter six. We also know on a medical level that active homosexuals they incur AIDS uh, eighteen times more likely to incur AIDS uh, compared to a heterosexual. Uh, and so, and Saint Catherine of Siena, she was also told by God the Father that demons have to turn away from the act of sodomy. That's the only sin that they cannot look at is the act of sodomy. And St. John Chrysostom, doctor of the church, he calls the vice of sodomy, he calls it, it gives entrance to the devil, it opens up hell and closes the gates of paradise. It separates the soul from God and associates the soul with demons. I've talked to several homosexuals that have told me, they're, they're prior homosexuals, they're not Catholics, that in the act of homosexuality, they would see demons would flood the room. Hmm. Yep. Wow. Well, we're going to move talk about uh, the unelected president next, uh, Joe Biden, and his lurch towards dictatorship. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, two-man car, Jesse and Ruben, and we're 10-8 for Jesus. We're going to be switching gears, talking about Biden's not-so-subtle lurch towards dictatorship. And uh, this every time this guy opens his mouth, it's a train. He's a train wreck, Jesse. <laughs> Ruben, he think, Biden thinks he's a king. He doesn't think he's a president. He, he tries to talk like a king. He, he's like a self-proclaimed monarch in the Middle Ages. Uh, he, he's governing like a dictator, and you'll see this article will demonstrate this, and I'll make, some, I'll make some closing comments. He is governing. Remember he used to call Trump a dictator? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, well, well. Who's the who's the only president that has ever signed thirty-seven executive orders in one week? One week. By by, by that definition, Biden's already governing like a dictator. But let, let's let's jump into the article. Okay. Hey, so uh, it's this is written by Richard Stern, um, and just the uh, last week, in the wake of the midterm elections. President Joe Biden was asked during a rare press conference in, in reference to Twitter's new owner, whether he thought Elon Musk was a threat to national security. With a pause and a smirk, the president said hmm. that topic was worthy of being looked at. Wow. So with those with those words, Biden made it clear that if, that even if you seem to oppose his politics, your private life will be under the, the direct scrutiny of the state. Despite his constant prattle about saving our democracy. Biden seems to think he's running an authoritarian police state. And in truth, the federal government already maintains entities that re- review acquisitions such as Musk's, Elon Musk's for anything from foreign influence to anti-competitive business practices. The only thing they don't look at is uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, Joe, Jess. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> and after after many months in which Musk's negotiations to purchase Twitter failed, or excuse me, Twitter happened in full public view, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said last week that she sees no basis for the government to investigate that purchase. Wow. Talk about um, overreach. Like, oh, yeah. oh, you know, like we're supposed to bow down and worship them. Well, thank you for not investigating Elon Musk. It goes to show you, Ruben, these people are drunk with power. The Democrats, I mean, that's why it's not a coincidence. Uh, <laughs> the Democrats, is, is it's not a coincidence that the temple of Satan, the church of Satan and the witches, they align themselves politically with the Democrat Party. It's not a coincidence the en- that the enemies yeah. of Christ align themselves with this party. That's why I think a better name for them is Democrat Party. But it, it says, despite Ellen, Elon Musk having followed the law, Biden on a whim wants to change the game. Suddenly, and after years of Twitter and other social media having significant foreign investors a normal and transparent voluntary transaction is a potential threat to national security. See, here's here's what's going on. When Twitter was in the hands of leftists, there's no problem. Hey, the government's very happy because Twitter is doing their work. It's, it, it's, it's doing everything that they want them to do. But now that Elon Musk, he's not a conservative. He's just somebody just he's just kind of more fair minded. He's more of a libertarian. He's like, you know what? Just, uh, you know, let people speak and let people have the right to, you know, to be left alone. He's more of a libertarian. And I'll tell you, now they're upset. He, he's not even like, a, you know, he let Trump back in and some other people back in. And this is this for them is 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 anathema. How can you do that? It says Biden signaled his desire to strip off the veneer of the rule of law and use the power of the presidency as a dictator would by his whim. 
and without respect for the rules that everyone else must abide by. It's important to remember that, unavoidably, all government actions are rooted in government's coercive power. As such, it is crucial for the federal government to act within the bounds of the Constitution and in a precise and careful fashion to avoid lurching into tyranny. Biden's got his hand slapped a few times by the courts. The last one I remember, he promised all the college kids, this is why they went out to vote in record numbers, he said that, he'd, uh, that, uh, that he was going to dismiss their tuition or pay off their tuition yeah. or, or dismiss it. And, and guess what? The courts said he can't do that. No. And again, he, did, he gave a false promise, and this is how he got a lot of kids to go out and vote. And uh, he can't deliver on that promise because it's against the law. He overstepped his authority. Go ahead, Ruben. Yeah, and he uh, he doesn't go uh, he doesn't go after these these uh, pedophiles, these people that are promoting uh, child uh, child abuse, and uh, and you know the, uh, the 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 BLM and all the anarchists that were rioting in the last two years. He didn't say anything about them. Never once denounced them, and so he he's allowed these things to go on, and and so here we are now. Uh, the we as uh, conservatives just want to want our, our country back, and and they, they they try to say that we are a threat to democracy. So he goes on to say that the the mechanisms of our constitution lay out one sacred duty of the federal government to protect each of our natural rights. The framers intended this design to ensure that the government could not interfere arbitrarily with civil society. The goal was to ensure protection of rights and not otherwise invade our personal lives with the coercive whims of bureaucrats and politicians. So with the protection of our individual freedoms, America developed a strong and flourishing civil society and became the most prosperous and advanced nation on earth, a beacon of liberty and a model for the rest of the world. A core component of our civil society is a free market. It's a system where everyone's natural rights are defended and where everyone plays on the same field by the same rules. A free market is a place where talent and determination are not su- suppressed and where innovations lift the standard of living for all. Tragically, our free society has given away to increasing government manipulation, weakening our communities and civic institutions along the way. Niche corporate and political interest groups stop focusing on how to produce the value for other people and instead on how to persuade politicians to regulate in their favor. A system where you're rewarded for wielding the, the manipulative power of government, not for providing value to society. We stand now at a place where the federal, local, and state governments consume and redirect more than a third of what Americans work hard to produce, and where the burden of regulations is an additional quarter of our economy. Put differently, out of your five-day work week, two days are there just to feed the government. That, that's, uh, that's brutal, that, that, that piece of information. This isn't the free society and free market our founders envisioned, where the government serves the people. This steady fall into control society has been the playbook of the left, a callous shortchanging of most families to concentrate power and money in the hands of a, well con- of a well-connected few. What does it say of our nation or the president with no accountability and in defense to no law or electorate can on a whim command the people as if he regards us all as his property? What does it say that the president can marshal the force of government against a single individual like Mark Houck for simply not sharing his politics? Go ahead, Brun. And with this shameful comment on Musk and Twitter, Biden made it clear that the rules apply as he sees fit, to whom he sees fit. There can be no prosperity in a country where your right to the fruits of your labor is not sacrosanct and where the law is applied unevenly to favor those connected to the regime. 
The Biden administration has acted with reckless irreverence towards our institutions and continued the intentional chipping away of the rule of law. The administration increasingly has weaponized the federal government against the American people. Uh, we've uh, we've seen that, right? Jesse, would, uh, they were going after parents who were protesting at schools for what was being taught in the schools. Absolutely. Um, targeting them. Uh, we've seen the Biden administration come after industry after industry and sap the strength of our nation through an onslaught of regulations. He's unleashed an inflationary plague that already has stolen $7,400 from the average American. Um, and one need only look to the coal industry to see the honorable and necessary co- occupations that Biden now attacks. If history is any guide, heads of state who recklessly abuse the natural rights of their people rarely curtail their own crusade. Biden may have directly named Elon Musk at that press conference, but his threat was aimed at every household in America. Absolutely. You know, Biden doesn't treat us like citizens. If you notice, Ruben, the last couple of speeches that he's given, he yells at us. Yeah. He, he doesn't talk to us. He yells at the American public and he's yelling at half of the American public. He's he's yelling at the he says it. Yeah. The MAGA people and the different names he, 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 he calls us. Uh, he condemns us in his speeches. His speeches are are, are are like that of a dictator. They're filled with hate. They're yeah. filled with scorn. Even the backdrop, Ruben, looks like, like something evil. Uh, I remember one speech. He says, uh, uh, you're not doing what you're told to. 80 million of you are not vac- are, are 80 million of you are unvaccinated. You're not doing what I told you. Just like a kid, like pouting. Uh, I, I heard him in another speech say, you are the reason uh, uh, people are dying. You are the reason there's a, a spread. You're the reason there are these variants. And so Biden sees us as the problem, not his policies, not him and not his policies as a problem. Again, this guy, when you listen to his speeches, uh, he talks like a dictator. And you notice, Ruben, when they try to he never he never takes questions after his nice his nice dictator speeches. He just walks off the stage like some kind of a dictator. Again, uh, this guy, I don't know if it's the dementia or if it's his hubris or the sin of pride, but this guy is the worst president we've ever had in the Oval Office. That's right. Um, you know he's obviously being coached because you know he can't even read his notes right. He'll read the the prompts that they have on there for him. You know, um, and so it, it's it's very embarrassing because the whole the whole world sees who's, uh, you know, who's running our country and we, we're very weak right now. And so we're we're being taken advantage of, uh, I mean, to the tune of what, 91 billion dollars in, uh, in Ukraine. Uh, that would have never happened with uh, with Trump, Jesse. Um, he was said, you know, America first and. The European Union, they've got to they got to pay their fair share first, you know, they so. Ruben, just to just to prove my point that uh, the man is governing like a dictator. Look at look what I look what I just uh, discovered in President Biden's first week alone. He has signed 37 executive orders and actions. That's 33 more than the guy he indirectly referred to as a dictator. <laughs> In other words, uh, Donald Trump signed his first week. He signed four executive uh, executive orders. And, and, and uh, 
his former boss, Barack Obama, signed uh, five executive orders his first week, and George Bush signed zero executive orders his first week. And, and, and this guy dares to call Donald Trump a dictator? A, a man who just subverts Congress and the Senate, and a president who signs 37 executive orders the first week, that is the very definition of a dictator. This guy, unelected Joe Biden, this guy's holding the country hostage with this pen. Right. He's got, Jesse, he's got the... He's got the all the the FBI and the federal government, DOJ, all coming down on us, and um, it's he's weaponized them, and so it's uh it's kind of like uh you, you know in some of these com- communist countries, you see what's happening in China right now, they have their uh, their police and military out there rounding up people and, and, and beating them and tossing them into locking them into their own homes, you know, so they can't they can't get out. Um, and this is what's this is the ultimate what's going to happen if uh, ultimately if we if we allow this this guy to, to stay unchecked and that's why it's important that we have the oh. we'll be right back All right. stick around now back to Jesus 911 if this call is not an emergency dial 888 <clears throat> Five two six two one five one. Jesus nine one one. We are back. We are a two man car ten eight for Jesus, and we're we're, we're uh, going over. Uh, we just finished an article on on unelected Joe Biden and his dictatorship, <laughs> and now we're going to be switching switching over to uh, another uh, topic about the G twenty marching orders. This is uh this is downright despicable, Jesse. It's like. <laughs> I'm sorry, we hate, hate hate to be bringing you bad news all the time, man. But this well, is we, we got to keep people informed, Ruben. This is the work of the Antichrist, and I'll get into the Antichrist at the end of this segment and, and connect the Antichrist to what's going on with the G20. Let me just mention real quick that uh, this Saturday I'm going to be at uh, Portland, Portland, Oregon, probably one of the most uh, <laughs> most crazy cities in the country. I'm going to be at a men's conference. It's called the Holy League Catholic Men's Conference. I'll be there from six to four p.m. St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. They have a great bishop there, and uh, there's a great lineup of speakers. There's a, a traditional spe- a, 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 a pre-speaker, Father Stephen Kenyon, myself, Deacon Harold Burks, and Steve Ray. So that's this Saturday. Hope to see you guys out there in Portland, Oregon, December 3rd, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. Ruben, let me mention what the G20 is. The G20 is an intergovernmental forum comprised of 19 countries, and the European Union. Their major work is to address issues related to global economy, such as global warming, climate change, international financial stability, and sustainable development. That's why they exist. And they're going to use this organization, Ruben, to bring the entire world under their uh, global warming subjugation. Yeah, that's right. Jump right into it. Okay. The G20 summit issued by uh, issued its leaders' declaration on Wednesday. It's composed of 19 countries and the European Union. Church militants Christine uh, Christlieb explained that the global elite's plans for the future 
Buddy Ganadi Sadikin, Minister of Health of Indonesia. So let's have a digital health certificate acknowledged by the WHO, the World Health Organization. If you can, if you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around. On Wednesday, G20 leaders issued their wow. official declarations, which included giving humans the opportunity to move around, quote unquote, if they if they comply with vaccination or testing requirements. Here's their official language. Quote, we acknowledge the importance of shared technical standards and verification methods under the framework of the IHR 2005 to facilitate seamless international travel, inter interoperability and the recognizing digital solutions and non-digital solutions, including proof of vaccinations, end quote. Wow. Wow. The translation, we may require you to have a vaccine passport to leave the country. Go ahead, Jess. The uh, document, yep. Yeah. You know, what this reminds me of, Ruben, is this uh, this total control that they want over the human race. Uh, and, and then you have, again, on the other side, another one of their buddies, Bill Gates, who's admitted that he wants to depopulate the world through vaccinations. So the article says, translation, we may require you to have a vaccine pam- passport to leave the country. The document is a detailed blueprint for the future. Stephen Mosher, a good friend of the show here, of VMP, he's the author of The Politically Incorrect Guide to Pandemics. He told Church Militant, he said, quote, The world is growing smaller after locking us in our homes and out of our churches. They now want to lock us in our countries. It's always about control. Close quote. An underlying assumption throughout the 20-page statement is climate change and the need to manage limited resources in a sustainable way. Brina Roke, a graduate student at UC Davis, says the following, if you want to see the typical college kid. She says, dairy cattle contribute a lot of greenhouse gas emissions to the environment. Close quote. <laughs> that statement, uh, again, the average college graduate today has been indoctrinated to be an apologist for climate change and all things left. Uh, These are the topics that are near and dear to the left. Climate change, global warming. These leftists, they care more about the pollution of the environment, but they don't care one bit about the pollution of the soul through the mortal sin, of which they constantly promote. The article says, but healthcare and agriculture aren't all that need to be overhauled. Also in need of revision are finance instruments that will improve accessibility and affordability, such as digital currency. Nearly every aspect of modern life will need to be transformed. Global leaders are telling us what they plan to do. We should believe them. The G20 summits have been working in lockstep with the United Nations organizations since the group's inception 15 years ago, close quote. Let me give you the definition of totalitarian. Here's right right from the dictionary, and this is exactly what the G20 is. They're a totalitarian centralized government. The word totalitarian in the dictionary means, quote, of or relating to a centralized government that does not tolerate parties of differing opinion and that exercises dictatorial control over many aspects of life. Totalitarian means exercising control over the freedom, the will, or thought of others, 
and it's autocratic. Well, guess what? That definition, it describes the G20 exactly because this is what you would call big government. And big government, which is amoral, it's not, it, it doesn't appeal to any morality, especially not Christianity. Big government, when it becomes powerful, uh, and these gigantic corporations, they're already very powerful. Well, what would happen if big government and these big gigantic corporations, if they formed an alliance to control the entire planet? Guess what? That would be the work of the Antichrist. This is what the Great Reset's all about, by the way. The Great Reset yeah. is setting up the kingdom of the Antichrist and its communist, Masonic, one-world government. That's right. Yeah, Jesse, they, uh, and what they want to do is with digital currency, you know, that way they could control your money. They could go in and lock you out of your own account. They could uh, use your money, and, and it's just... Um, the other thing that they they're looking to do is to to control us by by keeping us locked in our uh, force force vaccines because they they're all part of the one world order they they want population control we've already know that the vaccines have killed numerous people thousands and hundreds of thousands of people and for them to keep pushing that on us it's uh it's laughable now but uh, yeah. this is what we're up against this is they, I think this was planned for 2030, Jesse, and then they saw that uh, unelected Joe Biden got in there, and they were able to, to because U.S. is a big part of this, part of the biggest. Country, oh yeah, you know? absolutely. So, well, so they have to control, uh, be in control of the, the U.S. and 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 some of these other countries, and um, and this is another reason why you know we go back to Putin. This is why he's he's pushing back on on some of this stuff because he's not part of this. <laughs> And they can't control him, so they hate him. Uh, hey, bingo, you nailed it. In one sentence, you just you nailed exactly why they hate him. He right. doesn't want to play these games. He's not a globalist. Uh, let me mention something I think that ties into to this article. It's in the Catechism. Uh, paragraph 675, 676, and 677, where it talks about the end of the world and the Antichrist. These three paragraphs are, 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 very, are full of a lot of theology. And uh, kudos to whoever put these in the catechism. 675, here's what it says. Before, before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. It, stop right there. It's happening right now. Yeah. The catechism says, The persecution that accompanies the church's pilgrimage on earth will unveil the mystery of iniquity. In other words, the mystery of sin. In the form of a religious deception, offering men an apparent solution to their problems. Here's my opinion. What's this mystery of sin, this religious deception? It's socialism. And with socialism, we get everything else that we see happening right now. Big government. Uh, we get uh, climate change, global warming, uh, forced vaccines, um, mandatory passport. All of this is the work of, this is this religious deception. In other words... Uh, people, the, the left is saying, this is the solution to the COVID-19. This is a solution. No, it's a false solution. It's a religious deception. The Catechism says, at the price of apostasy from the truth. Ah, what does that mean? There's a lot of people that are going to buy into the whole COVID-19 religion, yeah. this whole socialist, global warming, religious deception, and reject the Catholic faith. Even bishops, and I dare say right. people higher than the bishop, uh, 
are going to reject the Catholic faith and embrace the EU, the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, uh, the globalist plan. The Catechism says, The supreme religious deception is that of the Antichrist. Then it says, A pseudo-Messianism by which man glorifies himself in place of God and of his Messiah come in the flesh. Man glorifies himself. In other words, what we're doing right now is the Tower of Babel. Those that run the world right now, the, the earth movers, yeah. and this includes people in the Vatican because they're in on this as well. They're in with the globalists. Right. They're trying to build a utopia here on earth by human effort. That's the Tower of Babel. That's the definition of the Tower of Babel. They're right. not looking to God, uh, for, for God to glorify man, you know, in the next life. No, we're trying to do that here and now. And, and I'll tell you, we've had two systems in the last hundred years communism and Nazism, which is socialism, both of them, those in power of, in those systems, they seem to be glorified by the people. Look at, you know, Gene P or Gene P, whatever his name is. And the people that are on top in, in socialist governments, like, like Biden, let's just, admit, let's just admit the Democrats are the party of socialism. They think they're demigods. They, 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 in their minds, they're deified mortals. And they don't, again, they think they're kings. They don't think they're like the rest of us. Um, paragraph 676, I think we're going to spill into the third segment because I, I want to mention two more things on the catechism and then we'll end with a prayer. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, move into section four. I want to talk, uh, segment four, I want to talk about paragraph 676, 677, which is in the catechism about the Antichrist in light of what's happening today and try to try to connect some dots. Then we'll end with a, a powerful prayer to the Holy Spirit that uh, in front of the Blessed Sacrament, I just started jotting this down. We'll be right back. Stick around. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Uh, couldn't, that could be a, a, a higher calling right now. We've got to stay ready because the, uh, the, the things that are going on in, in society and in this world, it's uh, alarming. It's, it's, it's alarming. It's, it's moving at, at a rapid pace. So, Yeah, it is. Yeah. Let me just mention that this Saturday I'm going to be at the Holy League Catholic Men's Conference Saturday, December 3rd, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. at St. Joseph's Catholic Church. they got a great bishop out there. Uh, so any men out there in the, in the Portland area, Salem, Oregon area, uh, if you want to be re-energized, come to the men's conference, the whole the 7th Annual Holy League Catholic Men's Conference, Saturday, December 3rd, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m., St. Joseph's Catholic Church. Reuben, the paragraph 676 and 677 of the Catechism also talks about what will happen before the second coming of Christ. So I want to plug it into what's happening right now. 676, it says... The Antichrist deception already begins to take shape in the world every time the claim is made to realize within history that messianic hope, which can only be realized beyond history through the eschatological judgment. In other words, just saying saying here, the catechism, our only hope for for man, uh, you know, is, is the second coming of Christ. That's our hope for the human race, his coming. Here it says, 676, 
The church has rejected even modified forms of this falsification of the kingdom to come under the name of millenarianism, especially the intrinsically perverse political form of a secular messianism. So the catechism is saying this, that the devil has used this politics as a tool. Communism and socialism are political tools of the devil. In other words, we can't build the Tower of Babel. And we can't, you know, say like the Protestants, oh, Jesus is going to come back and reign for a thousand years in Jerusalem and have a one world government and there's going to be perfect peace. This is a heresy. It's called the heresy of millenarianism. Uh, and and, and any, any political form where we see somebody like Klaus Schwab or Yuval Harari, these guys have all the answers. Bill Gates, George, they got all the answers. That's political messianism that's rejected by the catholic church there is no man-made there's no human solution to all of this the ultimate solution to happiness and holiness and eternal life is the second coming of christ and we've got to persevere to the end if we want to be saved paragraph 677 of the catechism says this the church will enter the glory of the kingdom only through this final passover when she will follow her Lord in his death and resurrection. The kingdom will be fulfilled then, not by a historic triumph of the church, through a progressive ascendancy. In other words, what does this mean? That, that only Jesus is going to, and it's going to be through suffering, by the way. The church is going to go through suffering for us to get to heaven, to, to the resurrection. We're not going to be able to make this paradise on earth by man's efforts, like through socialism or the World, the World Economic Forum, doing that is trying to make a perfect society by constructing the Tower of Babel, and you see that that didn't work back then, and it won't work today. Then the Catechism ends by saying this. How, how are we going to enter into this glory? It says this. But only by God's victory over the final unleashing of evil, which will cause His bride, the church, to come down from heaven. God's triumph over the revolt of evil will take the form of the last judgment after the final cosmic upheaval of this passing world. So it's going to be at the second coming of Christ when all of this justice is going to be meted out and mercy to those that deserve mercy. And, you know, Reuben, here's my take. If, if this is the end of the world, and notice I said if because nobody knows. Council of Trent says nobody should, you know, start setting dates. Nobody has, because we don't know, because Christ said that, don't be setting dates, we don't know. But if this is the end of the world, and if the Antichrist is here, well, all I could say is, especially to you Catholic men, let the Antichrist find us standing tall for our faith. Reuben, I can't hear you. What happened? What happened? Something happened here. I can't hear Reuben. Okay. You're listening to Jesus 9-1. I can't hear Reuben. And we're talking about, uh, once again, uh, eschatology, things that, again, the political and the spiritual, they interface. Okay, I can't hear Reuben. I, I can't hear yeah. Reuben on my side. Okay, I, think, I can hear you. Oh, you can hear me? Okay. I, can hear I don't you. know. I, yeah. Must, it must have had the mute button on. Uh, I'm still fighting a, a cold over here, so try not to cough. Uh, into the microphone but so i have a, a mute button and i didn't turn right back on got it yeah i was just gonna say you know second thessalonians uh 2 1 through 12 saint paul talks about the uh the uh, antichrist and, and mm -hmm. coming with 
So if you haven't read that, that's a, that's a good uh, a good section to read. It goes right into uh, what you know what Revelation's about, and 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 so we have we can't be deceived. We have to know our faith and and, and live by it. Stay close to the sacraments, and uh, don't be unsettled. You know you got to you know how this story ends, and the, 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 we we've got we've got it all in Scripture. Our Lord told us, you know. And so we have to persevere to the end. You know, we have to finish the race. We we have to go stronger now. This is when you catch your second, you know, your second win. You know, when you think you, you don't have enough to, to keep moving, you got to keep moving, you know, and you'll get through that. You'll get, you'll catch that second win. And uh, the Lord will sustain you through his grace and through his sacraments. So uh, let's not be, let's not, we are more than conquerors, Jesse. So that's we, right. Amen. Right? Okay. Hey, Ruben, so, me, go ahead. on Monday, I jotted down a prayer when I was in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I want to share it. Uh, it's, it's short, and then I'll, we'll make some comments. Let's, let me just share this prayer with the, with the audience. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, the mystical body of Christ needs you to transform the church and the world. We are confused. We are divided. We are weary. Forgive us our sins and failings. Forgive us and have mercy on us. Centuries ago, you sent the Holy Virgin of Guadalupe to convert a nation and transform a culture. Millions of people converted to the fullness of truth through her presence. Send your beloved spouse again, Holy Spirit. Send the Blessed Virgin Mary to transform the church and the world again. We beg you to send the Mother of Jesus and our spiritual mother again. Send her to Washington, to Moscow, to Mecca, to Kiev, to Saudi Arabia, to Phoenix, to Los Angeles. Holy Spirit, let her beautiful motherhood and immaculate feet stand over the White House, over Rome, the United Nations, uh, the Arizona State Capitol, uh, California State Capitol, for the sake of your church and for the sake of souls and for the sake of our future. Hear us. Without your powerful action in the world today, we are lost. Send her again, Holy Spirit, to wake us up. We beg you to hear us. Show your glory and bring about a worldwide conversion of secular humanists to Christianity. Their zeal transformed and perfected in Jesus Christ so they can help bring unbelievers back to you. Holy Spirit, Restore the beauty and wonder of the Catholic Church, her sacred liturgy, her teachings, and her people. Send the Mediatrix of all graces again so that she will bring us back to Jesus Christ and lead all peoples to the Catholic Church. Send her again, Holy Spirit. Send her again so that the world may see the Immaculate Triumph of Mary. We beg you, Holy Spirit, hear us. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I just I on Monday night, Ruben. I just in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I just uh, grabbed my phone and just started writing that prayer out. And I figure, you know what? I want to share this on on Thursday's show. Yeah, good prayer, Jess. I was. It's you know, sound like uh, you were moved by that Holy Spirit to uh, to enlighten you to, to to put that to pen to paper. So outstanding. Uh, yeah, that's uh, and then what Jesse's doing out there. He's you know he's he's. Is in front of the Blessed Sacrament. That's where we should be. You know, if we're not at Mass, you know, if we can't make it to Mass, you get get to the Blessed Sacrament, and uh, that's where that's where the power is. I mean, that's exactly when we when we uh, when it's all said and done, those are some of the things that are going to be the the greatest 
deeds that you have accomplished in your life uh, when the Lord looks at the real of your of your life you know the time spent with him in prayer and um, just adoration is you know giving your all to him that's uh that's so pleasing to him and uh and to invoke his blessed mother you know that's that's <laughs> that's the ultimate to to be able to to have that relationship with with our mother his mother and uh, yeah it's just it's the same thing when I, when I go up to communion, just I do, I, 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 I ask the blessed mother to accompany me, you know, and, mm. and uh, so that when Jesus sees me at the altar rail, that he's going to be pleased uh, when he sees his mother next to me, you know, so yeah. <laughs> Need all the help I could get. Yeah, I know we all do. Let me share that second Thessalonians chapter two, verse eight. What is going to happen to the antichrist when Jesus comes back? The Antichrist, St. Paul calls him, he calls him the man of sin. He also calls mm-hmm. him the man of lawlessness. But right. I want to end up on a high here. I want to end up on a, on a, high, on a high note before we, we leave the show. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8, this is what's going to happen to the Antichrist when Jesus comes back at his second coming. It says this, the coming of the lawless one, it says, oh, uh, verse 8, and the lawless one, will be revealed. By the way, the lawless one, according to all the fathers of the church, that's the Antichrist. Okay? So 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. The lawless and the lawless one will be revealed. Okay, my comment. That's the Antichrist. And it says, and the Lord Jesus will slay him. What does that mean? Kill him. Will slay him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him by his appearing and his coming. Okay? Take that to the bank. This mm-hmm. is what's going to happen to the Antichrist when Christ comes back. Christ is going to destroy him. And his end, the end game of the Antichrist, let me flip over to Revelation chapter 20, verse uh, 10. It says, when Jesus comes back, this is what's going to happen. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone were the beast and the false prophet were, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's the way it ends. Every Jesus is going to give everybody a beat down. The devil, the Antichrist, the beast, and the false prophet. All of them will be crushed under Mary's feet and under Amen. the kingship and lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's great, Jesse. Thank you uh, for that. And uh, so, yeah, again, if you haven't read uh, what Jesse's reading from is 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 12. And anyway, um, thanks for listening to the show. We've, we've had uh, some some interesting topics, so don't be dismayed. We are, we, we know the end, the end of the story. Stay tuned for Hands-On Apologetics with Gary Mishuda. We are 10-7. Out. Out. End of watch. <laughs>